Good morning, everyone. Super excited. I was about to say it's a Monday, but we know that's not the case. Nani Boss is just a little confused on our date. It is Wealth Wellness Wednesday, one of my favorite days of the week, obviously. But good morning, everyone. We're excited to have a guest today. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live with two... This does. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. Um, Carol Sue was traveling. I was traveling. Then Carol Sue's traveling again tomorrow, so... We are messed up with our dates, but you know, Wealth Wellness Wednesday, absolutely Carol Sue's favorite. It's my favorite too, but you know, I have a lot of different favorites. So, you know, today it's my favorite because we have an amazing guest on. Um, my screen just went blank. Sorry about that. Um, Carrie, welcome to the two sisters family. Um, we both want to welcome you. Um, I just want to do a little introduction though first, of course. Um, because you you have a very, very interesting background. And <laughs> Carrie is um, a doctor of physical therapy. She's also a 500-hour certified yoga coach. That's a lot of yoga. And a personal trainer. But you just didn't get there from, what, from the credentials that you have. I think the background story is where we need to start. So uh, welcome aboard again, and let's get the conversation going. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. I really is truly honored. Um, I love Wealth Wednesdays as well. I think it's a great thing to focus on um, during hump day. But yes, as you said, you know, my journey to where I am today was not a straight line by any means. And I, my credit, yes, I, I'm, I'm so grateful to be a physical therapist and a yoga teacher and all of that amazing things. And I'm so grateful to have the education I do, but that's not really make, that doesn't make me who I am today and what I do today. I joke that my story is kind of a series of unfortunate events that got me to doing what I am doing now. And it started when I was 16 and just kind of between, you know, I had an injury when I was 16 that required surgery and that helped me fall in love with physical therapy. I was really sick in college. I had this weird kind of inflammatory um, arthritis disease and that led me to more this more holistic looking at life, led me yoga, led me to meditation. Some um, trauma in my past led me to more to dive into mindfulness and other ways to kind of, to not to take care of myself at the end of the day, finding all these different ways to better take care of myself, my nervous system, my body. And I've in, I've weaved that into everything that I do with my current clients at this moment. That's amazing. Um, Carol Sue, um, I, I know that we can all speak to what Carrie's talking about to so many different degrees, but I'd love to get your input on um, the topic of conversation. Well, when you were talking about pivoting, Carrie, uh, what was, you know, was this a direction that you were uh, mindful of or you're like, well, that came out of left field? You know, every step along the journey kind of came out of left field and it's it, right. You know, I was always an athlete, always super active as a kid. I always knew that I wasn't going to have a traditional office job where I was just sitting at a computer all day. That was a given, but everything else kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, physical, the only reason I fell in love with physical therapy was because I had an amazing physical therapist when I was 16. The only reason I got into yoga was because I was so anxious and I was in so much pain. I wasn't allowed to run. I wasn't allowed to jump. I wasn't allowed to weight lift. So I just was like, I need to do something. And, and someone somewhere 
was like, try yoga. And I went and I fell in love. So there was a lot of these little sparks that kind of just plopped into my journey that I was like, you know what, let's try it. Let's go in that direction. And I just ran with it to a certain extent as well. Yoga was kind of the biggest one that came out of left field. I played college across and I knew what yoga was, but I never really tried it. I, I stretched, but I never really tried a full yoga class. And then I tried it, fell in love. And I think less than a year later, I became a teacher. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's so funny that, you know, you know, we always say that people are placed uh, as part of our journey. Sometimes it's for a pivot. Sometimes it's to redirect um, you know, the path that we initially thought we were going to take. And we get surprised that it, it brings us to a different journey, which then uh, new goals are established, new dreams are established. And part of that process, you're probably going to pivot again to something even something other than that. But they all correspond. I love that there was certain people in your life that, you know, you not, may not necessarily have chosen. Uh, they mm -hmm. were put in your life for various reasons, for, for physical wellness, for physical therapy. And, you know, those were, you know, I kind of look at as guardian angels that were guarding your journey. They didn't know that they were guarding your yeah. journey and you didn't know. And, and God has a way. I always believe that the universe has a way to bring different people in your life uh, for different perspectives and or direction that you may not even know, you know, the course of where you're going, but you just go anyways. So I absolutely love that. I'm interested in the yoga piece now. We often, when we have a guest speaker that talks about yoga or is passionate about yoga, which is not one of my passions, uh, by the way, <laughs> if, if they were, if they could make a comedian or a comedy uh, yoga class, I might consider it. My <laughs> issue, and I've talked about this on there many times, is um, because it does take uh, concentration. You're you're really uh, a lot a lot of mind over matter with your body and moving your body into positions which are sometimes are just not the prettiest looking positions. Right. So I tend to start laughing. I interrupt the class because I can't get my giggle off. And uh, yeah, I okay. Sorry guys. Um. Yeah, I'll try another class. Bye. I wish I would make some sort of comedian version of yoga. Oh my goodness, you would love the studio I teach at right now. I'm very blessed to teach at a yoga studio. I live at, uh, I currently live in Boston and um, I teach at a local yoga studio, uh, Chakra Power Yoga, and the owner of the studio has just made such a um, welcoming, light environment. Like, yes, yoga is serious. Yoga, there needs to be a level of mindfulness, of body awareness, but there's also a level of not taking yourself so seriously because there's so many things in our life that we do take so seriously and rightfully so, but she is just, she's created such an environment. I, I was actually in her class last night. So I was laughing when you're saying that she just like got us in like a weird position and she's cracking jokes where like, I'm trying to hold myself in this weird position, but I'm laughing so hard. Um, and and it, it was, it's just, it's a different environment and, and not saying there's not a place for more serious, contemplative, meditative yoga. I've done that, but especially, you know, over the past couple of years, we need community. We need that sense of like, we're all in this together. Even if we look ridiculous, we, we need that community. And I'm just very blessed to be at a yoga studio that the owner has really cultivated that. And I'm the weirdo, like making metaphors that are just bizarre. Then I'm like, I understand that doesn't make any sense, but we're going to roll with that metaphor. So I think there is a, a time and a place for some of that comedian yoga, as you call it, to, to create community. And so that 
you don't feel as silly doing something that you're like, what the heck am I here for doing? <laughs> exactly. And I, and I think the beauty of, you know, your, your uh, owner at your, your studio is really, and probably she doesn't realize what she, she's doing. She's, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the world has been in a stressful situation. We do need things to calm us and, and uh, put yeah. us in that relaxing state. But I would bet if more studios cultivated that atmosphere of, you know, yoga 101 with shits and giggles, uh, <laughs> you might inspire those people that are like me who uh, can't get over the giggles of getting into these weird positions yeah. and then obviously learn to appreciate the seriousness side of it if they yeah. kind of went through a comedian course. <laughs> right. And, you know, there's no perfect way to do yoga, right? It's not... And it's the same, I, I believe, at least with a lot of different wellness things, there's certain things that are going to land for certain people. And th that's kind of what I do with my clients. I'm like, I'm not, I have all these tools, this whole tool basket. Yoga is one of them. And it's not about making you fit the yoga. It's about making the yoga or the mindfulness or the meditation or the breath work or whatever it is that we're doing fit you and your lifestyle and your goals. And I think when it comes to yoga, there is a you know, there is, there's a deep history there. There's something to be honored, but there's also a modern adaptation as to where we are and who we are right now and how that changes for every person. And one of my biggest pet peeves is when people say like, oh, I can't do yoga because of X, Y, Z. I'm not flexible enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not um, Zen enough. I'm not whatever, you know, you, you put the adjective there right. and I don't, I just don't subscribe to that. I think anyone can do yoga. It's just about finding what fits for you and that's going to look different and that might look different like the yoga I do now is very different than the yoga I was doing two years ago and it it, it shifts it's always shifting and evolving and adapting for yourself love that yeah love that. and the other thing that I caught there which I think a lot of people um hang on to this word is lifestyle mm -hmm. because when you think of changing your lifestyle uh there's I want to say there's kind of a negative connotation. Like we think, okay, we have to go on this diet. We have to do this, 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 and this. But what you pointed out was choosing it in such a way that complements your lifestyle. And yes, there is change involved and you can only get to your goals when you simplify and make changes to your lifestyle. So I was wondering if you could maybe um, chat about that a little more. Like, for instance, maybe a client comes to you and says what you were just saying, well, I can't do yoga because this, this, and this. Say we're in a session together and I just filled you with a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah. Do, but I'm curious to know, because I think that's really important, you know, for people who are considering it. And I'll tell you about a conversation I had, um, <laughs> partly, but you know, I think it's important to know because, you know, maybe they can go into this conversation with a potential um, yoga teacher and, and kind of, you know, ask those questions. I think my views on this come from being a physical therapist as well. Um, and, and my views on kind of the modern medical world, I think there's too much of whether it be fitness, medicine, a lot of different, even wellness sometimes, even just that holistic wellness, there's a lot of do it this way, do it that way and do it one way. And while there are certain things that I believe are 
I was, I don't want to say the best, but the best for me. And I choose to either live my life a certain way or make certain choices. I don't think all of my choices are going to be perfect for you and in, in the same way. And I think whether it's yoga or medicine or wellness, there's too much of people being like, well, my way is the right way. So do it this way. And this is where we will this is where you'll land. You'll be just like me. And it's really not about being just like me or just like anyone else out there. It's about finding the tools that work for you, whether that be different yoga styles, paces, different meditation styles, different workout styles, different ways of eating. Yes. Are there, does research show certain things are probably, you know, vegetables are probably better than us than like a bag of like gummy bears. Yes. But there is other things where for some people, walking might be way better than running or yoga might be way better than weightlifting. And it's about finding out what you need at any given time. And that takes some investigation. So that's when someone kind of comes in um, for one-on-ones, we go deep into like their history, deep into their goals, what they want to be doing with their life. And, that, and even taking a step forward, how they want to feel. How do you want to feel when you walk out of a yoga class? You're like, I just need to calm down and like relax. Maybe it's a restorative class or it's like, I need to like work through some stuff and like get it out. Maybe it's a hot power class. There's all different ways that you can, and I'm going to use the word manipulate. I don't love it because I, I think it has a negative connotation, but manipulate these factors in, so that you can better serve your body and yourself and not just doing what, you know, some influencer online is saying, this is the perfect fitness and diet and wellness routine. I, I absolutely love that. Uh, and I often think of a lifestyle as a recipe. We, you yeah. know, we, we, you know, how many times do we have you have that favorite cheesecake? I'm going to use cheesecake just because I saw Sandy Kern, one of our uh, repeat offenders on Two Sisters coming up with a new recipe for her, her mom's cheesecake. And, and, you know, I was saying to her, I said, oh my God, like that's would probably be my ultimate favorite uh, however, you know, uh, the after effects of me eating cheesecake were, were not good. So, you know, I learned to say, you know what, it wasn't worth it. And she's already changing the recipe for those dietary needs of gluten-free, dairy-free. So I love that. And I, I actually think of the, our, when I hear the word lifestyle and living uh, the best life that we deserve, uh, it is a recipe because uh, you can take a favorite recipe and tweak it a little bit to fit like your, either your flavors or, you know, you don't want to use as much sugar, you don't want to use uh, white flour, you want to use gluten-free flour. And that's how, you know, our life should be. Our lifestyle should be a recipe that fits uh, all aspects of our lives. And the beauty of a recipe slash lifestyle is you can tweak it and change it as your lifestyle needs. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, someone who is like me, who's 64, you know, I can't do the type of fitness and I shouldn't say I can't, I choose not to do right. the kind of fitness that I might've done uh, or that, you know, maybe someone in their twenties or thirties different because I'm at that stage where I think of longevity, which we should all think about longevity regardless of age, but I want to make sure that I'm not going to put my, you know, structure, my bones, muscles or whatever, uh, push it to that limit. So that doesn't mean I can't st do, still do that same, say exercise routine, I changed the recipe to fit my lifestyle now. So instead of doing maybe 50 reps, maybe I'll do 15 reps of something. So there are ways to change that recipe of lifestyle. I 100% agree. And I think, I think that's kind of the beauty of some of this is when, because I think there's a lot of trying to 
find, it, it takes a little bit of time to find your, your, your perfect recipe. And one thing that I say to people is, um, you know, I do a lot of work with also with people's nervous system and how stress and things like that. And that plays a huge role in all this. So when I'm in a period, you know, March for me, I, as for example, March was just all over the place. Like go, go, go. Wasn't originally planned that way, but it, that's how it was. So my recipe for what my day-to-day life looked like was a little bit more sleep prioritizing a little bit more rest, really making sure I was getting good nutrition and going for walks, maybe instead of high intensity intervals. Cause my nervous system, my body was just like, we need to just, we need to just rest and get through this. And now I'm into April. And even I was, I was laughing at myself this morning, I had like a slower couple of days, like, wow, I feel like my energy's back. I can actually like go do something a little higher intensity right now. So another thing that I always encourage or recommend people is to notice those ebbs and flows in their own life and be okay with adjusting the recipe when they need to based on how they're feeling. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that is amazing because, you know, as we talk about with two sisters, you know, we have a combination of, you know, you know, mindset, like we have a theme for every yep. day, Monday through Friday, uh, which obviously includes different aspects of all of health and wellness because it's not, you know, one size fits all. Um, you you can have you can have you have you can have a great trainer that is so fit, uh, toned, you know, running a marathon, and you know they get behind closed doors and they're crumbling because their mindset's not right. Uh, right. Or you can have someone who, oh my God, they've got it all together, and you don't know that they're you know shutting the door and vomiting. I mean, there's so many aspects, and then the mind, the mental piece to it. So I think that's huge, don't you think, Jim? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as we talk about mindset, you know, and as you were describing your March, I can totally obviously relate with that. And it's important to recognize those ebbs and flows, but also not to, which I'm guilty of, you know, a few years ago of of doing it is using that as my escape route, not to do something like justifying why I am making that decision. So, <laughs> excuse me, thank you for pointing that out because that is so important to reach your goals. Like goals are tough, goals are hard. And I've often said, we need to choose our hearts, but choose them wisely. Because how are we going to get to our goals? Totally agree. And I think to your point with the, I've thought for a while or I've, I've thought to myself from time to time, am I listening to my body here or am I just making excuses? And I think there's a fine line there when it comes to some of these choices. And one thing that I kind of recommend, I, I'm, I love mother nature. I could like go live in the woods and, and probably never come back. But I think about the seasons of the natural world, right? And obviously some places they're not as big seasons. I'm in Boston. There's definitely a, a stark difference in seasons, but there's this you know, winter is a time that mother nature rests and it turns inwards and then spring's an opening and then fall's abundant, sorry, then summer's abundant and fall, we're cooling down again. So when I'm kind of in this phase of trying to decide, we're trying to see, okay, am I slowing down because I'm listening to my body or am I just making excuses? I tend to take inventory of like, okay, did I just go through a really crazy, busy out, you know, out in the world, networking, social events, in-person stuff. And if so, maybe it is time to rest. But if I'm coming off a more rested season, an inward season, then I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just 
making these excuses because I'm having a hard time getting motivated or my mindset's not in the right place. So that's a very kind of an abstract way that I try to look at my like monthly daily life, like coming off of March, it was go, go, go mode. So I did take a week to just be like, okay, we're going to just take it easy in terms of social events, in terms of exercise, in terms of, you know, works, maybe take a day off here and there. And now I'm heading back in. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to kind of dive back in, open some things up. So I try to look at it from that season, seasonal lens in the sense that you're, you're going to follow this cycle of productivity, rest, growing, evolving, and, and try to keep myself, I don't want to say, I'm going to say honest, keep myself honest and recognize that like, I'm not always going to be in one place and I can't use that as an excuse, but I can notice where I am. And there's definitely cues for someone to kind of be in tune to their mind and body where they're at and you know, it, it, some people, you know, are, are just natural homebodies and, right. and, you know, can kind of take care of some of those needs and other people, you know, they're all over the place. And then you've got the in-between person. So you always got to recognize uh, where your mind is and, and be gentle to yourself to say, you know, I need a timeout. You know, yeah. uh, you stay off of social media uh, would be a big one, uh, even though with an entrepreneur, you know, it's right. the, kind of the devil's advocate. We need social media. But also, uh, you know, addressing like, okay, it's it's time to put it down and, you know, let me go read a book, let me go journal, let me right. go meditate or, you know, go for a swim, do something fun that makes me giggle uh, to kind of bring me back to a happy place. So we always got to be in tune to that. Uh, and as far as the goals piece to it, you know, we always talk about uh, no goal is too small. Of course, yeah. you know, you've got short-term goals, long-term goals, bigger goals, smaller goals, but sadly a lot of the smaller goals get left behind uh, because we don't know that, wow, uh, despite not feeling like crap, despite having a headache, despite like getting like just feeling yucky, I made my bed today. You know, and, and those are the little things that, okay, it's a you know, little first success of the day. Maybe that'll bring me to a next success, which is washing the dishes or emptying out the dishwasher. So these are all things that we forget that we do have to appreciate and when we're kind to ourselves, we, we will appreciate them more to say well you know what today wasn't a total loss I didn't get things accomplished I just overlooked them so uh well I hear the word goal I think people tend to think big larger than life and they forget the little stepping stones that uh, are actually little goals it's so funny that you brought that up because um I'm, I'm currently in the process of, of moving and I was I have, I always have a list. I'm always writing like lists down. I am looking at a whiteboard over there. I have a little notebook in my pad and I was, I'm, I'm making lists left and right. I do it for my business. I do it for personal stuff. I do it for, you know, moving. And I was having like a, a brief disagreement with my boyfriend and I'm writing a list down of all the things we need to do for a house. And he's like, well, you told me to do that. Why are you writing on the list? I was like, because this, this feels really good to me, writing something on a list and recognizing all the small things that I do and checking them off is really um, reinforcing that I'm showing up for myself. So I will sometimes write the silliest, small, smallest things like, yeah, like make the bed. One time I was in a really rough season. I wrote like shower, make breakfast. Like, and it sometimes it is that simple, like just doing one thing. And he's like, I don't understand. Don't you write lists so you remember what you need to do? I'm like, but it's also to show to myself that I'm showing up and that each of these small things 
are going to get me to that big goal, whatever that big goal is. And I can't get there unless I do these small things. And mentally for me, that's how I keep myself on track on a day-to-day basis is, is recognizing and noticing the small things. And it's so funny that you say that because I have like a, a list for my husband because frequently there's, there's also the male factor not to, not to throw the men under the bus, but it is a fact. How many times do you verbally tell them a list, an item that they have to do and it goes that side and it comes out the other? <laughs> I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> so now what I do in addition to kind of like what you do is I have a list for him. <laughs> I love it. Remember we talked, and I'll even write down, talked about it on Monday, like if it's something like <laughs> a project that I know it's got to get done, or, or an appointment that, you know, he needs to be reminded of. Right. Because they, they are not uh, naturally list people. I mean, you know, how many times do you hear that old saying, I got to give my uh, the list to my husband to go to the grocery store? He's offered, and mm-hmm. he's not coming back with, you know, what's on the list. So right. I, right. I got I got, I kind of giggled when you were saying that because I was thinking about being my husband. Oh, so much I can say on that subject. <laughs> but with that being said, you know, those lists are an important part of every everybody's life. And by the way, this has something to do about nothing, but has to do with, with what we're chatting about. The word of the day yesterday was henpeck. <laughs> And I don't know, I just, I kind of pictured the word of the day yesterday. So I just wanted to share that. <laughs> so old, that, 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 I can't even believe that would even come up because it's so old, a lot of people would even like even understand what that means. <laughs> yeah, half these words, I'm like, well, where did these words come from? But anyway, come that's, from? that's not the topic of today's discussion. <laughs> it's so important to, to recognize that so that you can, you know, you feel good about what you've accomplished. Um, You know, Carol, Sue and I have both been traveling so much and in between traveling, I moved my office from upstairs to downstairs and, um, you know, you kind of get that discombobulated feeling. So having those lists kind of keep you in check with, with what you want to accomplish, what you hope to accomplish, um, I call it the HIPAA effect. In other words, head, pen, paper, thought. It, it's kind of that process of getting it on paper that solidifies what you want to accomplish. I agree. And I'm, I'm definitely a person that I remember when I was like back studying grad school. If I wrote something down, that was my act of, of remembering things. And I think when it comes to lists, and I think another huge reason coming to list is writing it down is also recognizing that it's an important step in the journey too. you know, the small things. Um, uh, actually, back to my boyfriend, one of his favorite, this is very silly, one of his favorite like quotes is from this mo- the movie Zombieland. And it's like rule number 32, enjoy the little things. But I think about that all the time, even when it comes to goals, like enjoy the little steps in the process. I, I'm in the midst of redoing my my website for my business. And it's so easy to get overwhelmed and frustrated by it all. But I'm like, great, enjoy the little things. Like I'm going to pick out pretty pictures to put on the website right now. Like that's one thing I'm going to get done today. And it's it's going to be fun. <laughs> and that's, I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm going to put it away for a second and I'll come back to it. But I think it is having the list. And, 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 and it's a good, at least for me, a good mindset technique to remember to enjoy the little things to remember to 
respect the small steps because otherwise I can't, I can't personally get from like point A to like that big goal over there without those little steps. No, too. And it's also an affirmation. I look at it as an affirmation. Yeah. You know, uh, it's one thing to, you know, I probably put it out in the universe, but, uh, you know, writing it down for me cements um, not necessarily that I'll never get to it or it just, you know, because I'm just writing it down. Uh, I look at it. Okay, I put it down. Now there's a clock ticking. Uh, right. Not for a rush. Uh, but that before, you know, I yep. expire and I know that sounds kind of morbid before I expire <laughs> that that's going to, that's going to come to fruition. And it, to me, it just, you know, uh, and, you know, be a person of your word, you wrote it down. Uh, right. Certainly there may be some derailments along the way to get to that thing that you want to do or that goal, but write it down and you'd be surprised when people say it out loud and also write it down. Um, it re reaffirms also, you know, like you said, put, you know, if, if you've got some sort of, especially if it's a big goal, uh, write it in several places so you can visualize it and you see it in different rooms. Um, you know, I, I frequently will, will repurpose magazines with things that are important to me and I'll just tape over something, you know, like even the cover of the magazine. Don't forget, you know, hot topic, hot news, breaking news of whatever I'm really looking forward to achieving or, or a goal that I'm setting for myself. And I just think, again, it just is that affirmation piece to uh, the mindset to always remember why and what we are doing to improve our lifestyles to live uh, the life we deserve. I totally agree. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, um, I just want to point out about men is... <laughs> My head, and I think kind of we all know there's a difference between hearing and listening. Men hear, but they don't listen. There, I've said it. Sorry, I know that some men listen to our selective hearing. I call it selective hearing. Selective yeah. hearing. I like that. Exactly. exactly. Um, Carrie, I know that you're um, studying a lot of different things. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that I've been personally interested in lately is taking care of my nervous system and, and teaching other people how to do so you know as we alluded to like the past few years have been just a lot of stress a lot of different different things coming our way across the the country across the world and what I've seen in my physical therapy practice is a sharp intake of people uh, uptick, excuse me, a sharp uptick of people experiencing more kind of chronic pain and discomfort, whether that be like tension, tightness, you know, um, aching, stuff like that, and, and higher levels of stress than I've ever seen before in my physical therapy practice. And part of this actually kind of ebb and flow that we were talking about earlier is recognizing that when we're in, when we're stressed, our body needs different things, nutrients wise, movement wise, mindfulness wise, and that it's really important to, you know, talking about different sort of listening, but it's really important to listen to our bodies and give ourselves the opportunity to recognize where we are. And um, one thing that I, I really love studying is the polyvagal theory. And it's basically saying it's um, Dr. Stephen Porges. Um, he's amazing. If anyone's into kind of learning more about polyvagal theory, I probably cannot put it as nicely as he did in his like 700 page book, but um, it's just that we have all these different states of our nervous system that we can be in. One is that fight or flight, which a lot of us are kind of 
familiar with. Then we also have rest and digest, which is a common one. Um, and then we have some hybrid states that are important for things like play and intimacy and um, being active and, and, and sports and like that. And the most powerful thing I've realized over my studies and, and experiencing this myself is that we have the ability to change our nervous system state through movement, mindfulness, breath work, self-massage, things like that. And that's a, it's really powerful because you might not know exactly what you need, but you can try all these different tools to give yourself what you need. And I think that puts us as humans in kind of the driver's seat and not having to be at the mercy of our doctors or even our physical therapists. I joke that I love being a physical therapist, but I want my clients, my patients to not need me anymore. I want to teach them enough about their bodies and to listen to their bodies that they don't need me, that they can just, they can make the choice. They can make choices that they need. Like, yes. I mean, maybe that's a bad business model, but um, I don't want people to need me anymore. And part of that is understanding that we have these tools and techniques that we can use to change our nervous system state when we need to. And one of my favorites, I'll be honest, one of the easiest and my favorites, if you're feeling really stressed out, really like go, 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 and you want to take it down a notch is lengthening your exhales. If you take an inhale for four breaths of four counts, exhale for six, that's the easiest, simplest way to shift from fight or flight to rest and digest. And that's just one of many examples, but it's so simple that you can use it. And it's hard to do when you're in that kind of anxious state, but it is so simple because you have the power to do it yourself and you don't have to rely on anyone else to give you that. Yeah, I love that. It's a great exercise, uh, you know, the calming of the mind, the body, the heart, and like you right. said, your, the nervous system and, and you know, the overall health and well-being. And a lot of people, you know, the old-fashioned st- statement, just breathe. There's right. a- for that and and you know to take notice of how you're breathing uh some people you know obviously the more they get excited the more anxious they're getting they're, they're noticing that they're getting out of breath because they're just so consumed in the emotion instead of wait pause maybe put on some music and just breathe yeah slowly exhale and just calm yourself uh there are there are some very natural ways inexpensive ways in ways that you can take control of your situation. You just got to be willing to say, you know what, ultimately I'm responsible for this. I'm responsible for my body, my mind, my heart, my soul, my gut, my overall well-being. So I got to be, I got to be held accountable. Know that I, there are things that I can do without immediately rushing. I mean, there are some people that are just chronic, get me to the ER, you know, get me to that psychiatrist, get me to that insane. You know, some of this stuff I could probably work out on my own if I just allow myself that time. And I think it's also about being an active participant in the process, kind of like you said, taking it responsibility for I, I'm in this body, let me take care of it. And I, um, when I work with people, I joke, I'm going to throw a million things at you over time. What I encourage everyone to do is to take a piece of paper or put a note in their phone and call it their self-care master list. Every time I introduce a new technique, I want you to write down the name, call, call it whatever you want, like exhale. And I want you to write down a dash next to it, how it makes you feel calm, energized, peaceful, motivated. What it, and it's going to change for every person. So then when you're at in, when you're feeling a certain way, say you're feeling anxious, you can then open your notepad. You can go to your, you know, go to your phone and say, I really need to feel energized right now. I really need to feel calm and look at that self-care master list and be like, okay, 
I can do this, this technique that we talked about. And, and, and that might be a technique that, you know, I even encourage them like throwing things that like, maybe you heard it on a podcast and you wanted to try it, or maybe, you know, your friend mentioned it, or maybe your yoga teacher said something like start making this list for yourself so that you can show up for yourself when you need to feel a certain way. And you can take that power back. You can take your power back and, and, and it's really powerful and to do that. Love that. Yeah, that is um, amazing. And then, of course, um, where can, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how would they reach out to you? Um, so, probably the two best places are Instagram. I'm at Dr. McGinn. Um, my website is almost redone. That's a, talk about small things. It's also carriemcginn.com. And my email is contact at carriemcginn.com. So, I'm pretty much Carrie McGinn across most things. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing because the bottom line is you are Carrie McGinn. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So any um, closing comments? Well, you know, we, we so appreciate uh, your energy uh, and love the fact that you add so much value to, you can see how inspired you are by uh, sharing your journey. But also I like, you know, that you're focusing in on the needs of your clients and patients. Sometimes a lot of people don't do that. They get too focused on, well, you know, this is my journey, which, you know, also is an important piece to it, but you want to make sure that they're accountable and they're, you know, kind of finding out, you know, what, it, what, what ignites them, you know, what are their struggles? Uh, how we can manage them and let's you know what sometimes we got to pivot a little bit and that's so important with a healthy relationship with anyone that's part of your health and wellness and well-being in life and I absolutely love that thank you so much I appreciate that it's been a lifelong goal of mine <laughs> that's amazing uh we want to thank you so much for being on today and being one of our newest members to the two sisters podcast family um my name is Janice AKA Wellness Diva 5.0, and I'm going to turn it over to my sister, to Sisters, and this is Carol, so AKA Naughty Boss. Hey, don't forget it is Wealth Wellness Wednesday. What does that mean in a short little little bitty, bitty piece to it. Uh, go out and do something for some an unexpected person. Now, this is not given to your favorite charity. Uh, this isn't, uh, you know, loaning money to your neighbor, your friend, whatever, your family member. Uh, it is about surprising someone unexpectedly and maybe changing the trajectory of which way they were going today and lighten their load. Uh, it's not about the financial dollar amount. Uh, it could be a dollar, it could be five dollars, it could be a hundred, whatever you want it to be. That's not the point. The point is that you're surprising them and paying it forward. And guess what? You're going to feel good because you gave to somebody else. And guess what? They're going to start that chain of kindness and passing it forward to somebody else. Just let's spread some kindness and help people out in the world. Uh, it's going to change your day. So I promise you that. With that, we will see you tomorrow for Trending Thursday. Uh, FYI, we're not exactly sure what time that is going to be because I'm traveling today and tomorrow. So uh, we will let you know, but we will definitely fit it in. We're super excited. Thank you again so much for coming on our show. You did an amazing job. And uh, guys, you know, get with her. Uh, you know, try that. Oh, oh, you said you were in Boston, by the way. We're in the Boston area. Boston. So actually, I'm in midst of the move. I'm in Brighton, but I'm moving out to Western Massachusetts, the Berkshires, in a month. Oh, the Berkshires. Okay, well, see, I lived in Charlton, yeah. Mass. for a long, long time. Okay, yeah. You're going by there. So, uh, you know, make sure you leave your information so we, everyone can get a hold of you. And with that, everyone, happy Wealth Wednesday. Have a great, great day. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>